This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. We're in the backyard. The birds are chirping. I'm recovering from food poisoning. I was food poisoned. Five hours of vomiting and just agony two nights ago. So, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've been to hell and back. I've seen death. I'm going to try to keep it together. If this podcast is, you know, if this episode is worse than usual, you can just blame the guest. I love him. I think he's so funny. It's Lou Wilson. Oh, hello. Lou. Bridger. Welcome to Eyes No Gifts. It's a thrill to be here, and thanks for putting yourself together. You know, a lot of other hosts would have said, I can't do it. But you, <laughs> you overcame, you battled through hell, and here we are. Well, I said, you know, I did say I can't do it, and Annalise said, get off the floor, <laughs> you piece of shit. You know, I'm also a professional. Of course. First and foremost, I am a professional. Consummate, one might even say. Thank you. I, I brought you here to kind of compliment I you. mean, I'm happy to do it, you know? We talked momentarily before this about yes. my condition. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's not a condition anymore. It was. Yes. I'm fine. My stomach's a little achy. Mm-hmm truly an ab exercise you have no idea it's like it's it's like it feels like you've been doing sit-ups for hours and now it's the rest and it's just like pulsating and aching it's the I worst look incredible i swear <laughs> i won't lie toned <laughs> um yeah we talk, we won't name the restaurant yes that poisoned me of course Maybe a person was trying to poison me. We don't I, know. We can't you know, blame you, the sandwich. You know, you're a high priority target. You know, I can I can imagine <laughs> somebody sees you, goes, "Oh man, if I do this, I'm going to be on the podcast." <laughs> I know that he'll talk about me. There's a target on my back constantly. Of course, but I was a club sandwich. That I can't. I'm. Which part of the club sandwich do you think it was? It must have been the mayo. The mayo? I mean, it's either the mayo or the turkey, unless that lettuce wasn't washed. Well, that's what I... My head goes to the lettuce, mm -hmm. unwashed lettuce. Uh, I mean, if it's the turkey, 
Well, oh. damn this restaurant to hell. I know. You. They're giving bad turkey away, then they've got to take a look at themselves. Maybe that's that's a that's a full check-in moment. <laughs> if your turkey, if it's your turkey, right? That's such a key component. It's a key component. You've got to have some fresh turkey back exactly. there. Exactly. The weird, I mean, really, the club sandwich, and I've said this a million times before, the club sandwich is one type of food you should be able to count on at literally any restaurant. It should be one of the, it is a safe haven of a of a meal. Yes. It's like, I'm in a strange world, in a strange place, I need something that I know I can count on, and it's a sandwich with a toothpick through it yeah. to hold it all together. <laughs> Are there any other items like at that level where I can go to any restaurant and know it's basically fine? I don't know. Like grilled cheese is grilled maybe the cheese. only. But like I think it's like club sandwich and grilled cheese are those two like if these are on the menu, I should know exactly what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said to Annalise before this, it, I ordered it about 745 at night. Oh. And I imagine that mayo. It must yeah. have just been out all day. It must have been. I asked for easy mayo. That's the... Wow. Real kicker so here. So not even you're not even taking slabs of mayo. You're taking no. a light spread. <laughs> this thing wasn't completely lubed. This yeah. was just a <laughs> slight thing of mayo, and uh, then it was the waking up in the middle of the night and just wanting to die. That's devastating. When was the last time you got food poisoned? When is the last time I got food poisoning? I think the last time I had a I I don't think I've had food poisoning that many times in my life because I'm allergic to fish. Oh. So I feel like this big classic uh, oh, yeah. it's like area of food poisoning danger I've just avoided mm-hmm. most of my life. But the last time I had a very intense food experience, I ate one of those, I think they're illegal now, those chips that came in a bag and it was just one of them. Oh, and it was like the spiciest that chip. That killed somebody. Yes, exactly. So I was a potential victim, could have died, uh, <laughs> felt like I was dying. I ate one for a Facebook watch show. Uh, worth it. <laughs> that was just like a live stream on Facebook. Ate it. Got through it and was like, that was awful, but I'm here and I'm standing. And I went home and I laid in my bed and I proceeded to have the worst, like exactly what you're talking about, like a workout for my stomach for the next six hours of just like, and I wasn't, I didn't have evacuation out of either end but it was just the intensity of the stomach cramps it felt like things were popping inside of me i was like (laughs) i uh i've never wanted to escape a situation more in my life that feeling yeah i uh and i can name this restaurant because it's delicious and what happened was they just served a thing too spicy a place called cook's tortas in monterey Mm. park i used to get something called la diabla okay delicious i was getting it every single time okay they i became a regular they knew me one time they served it to me halfway through the sandwich i was sweating just panicking Mm. went up to get a glass of water and they said oh we made it extra spicy for you because we know you like it which just who who would think we all dream of being a regular in a restaurant no one imagines it will ever backfire on them punishment (laughs) exactly oh you come in here all the time we decided to challenge you (laughs) you you've been coming in here getting the same thing we said we're gonna switch it up for you Uh, we're going to put your life in danger but yeah then it's that thing where like it's just your stomach is feels like ash. It's turned ash. to complete ash in your it's body. Just this body part that you're like, get out of. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with you. I, I had it also with lettuce a couple of times, or actually kale. I, I think I was eating too much kale. Oh, interesting. And I was having that same. I would wake up in the morning, and I would have. It happened twice during the pandemic, and I would be having that same kind of like stomach is just like 
intense stomach cramps to the point where I'm like, it's 5.30 in the morning. I'm naked, just like cat cowing, like on a yoga mat, desperately trying to like stretch out my abdomen, seeking some sort of relief and finding none. (laughs) I went to the hospital. I went to the hospital. Over kale? Over kale. And I sat in the waiting room and then it stopped happening. Oh, also the woman said it was going to cost $600. And oh, I said, that would do it for you me. You know what? I'm going to be okay. I'm going to figure this out better. on my own. <laughs> I'm going to feel better. <laughs> um, back to the chip for a moment because mm-hmm. I've been so curious about that horrible chip. Yes. Does it taste good at all? Absolutely not. And the one that was served to me was definitely stale. Oh, it no. was like it's not even a you know, crisp. Yeah, exactly. Not even crisp. You know when you eat a tortilla chip and it kind of just folds oh. over in your mouth and kind of gives up. Uh-huh. There's no fight. You don't want to chew. I don't want to chew. So I was chewing the spiciest thing I'd ever eaten. <laughs> oh, no. And it but it's like many spicy things where it's like you eat it and you're kind of like that is spicy. And then about 15 seconds later, you can't feel any of your oh, mouth. And this guy's Lord. just asking me funny questions of like, have you ever have you ever had an accident on a cruise ship? And I'm like, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, worst pain I've ever. If you go through Facebook somewhere, you can find this video of me suffering. Know that the suffering you watch in the video is nowhere near what I felt alone by myself hours later. Oh, God. And I- Shortly after eating it, did you do anything to help? Did you drink milk or anything? I Is think that- I drank milk and Gatorade. Okay. But I think I had eaten almost nothing that day. Oh, no. I think the chip was my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and that that I you know I've that has since prepared me for eating spicy food like that was a turning moment for me which is like we don't mess around anymore. So up until that point had you did you feel pretty tolerant of spicy food? I you know I grew up eating no spicy food. Okay. Like in my house it was a thing that it, like my mom would be like and here's the spicy ones for everyone else who's eating oh, interesting. and here's the least spicy one Little for Lou. Lou. Uh but then as I got older, got out of college, moved out to LA. I feel like I started engaging with it more, enjoying it more. And then it then it became a and then I think I think this caught me right at a moment where I was eating a lot of spicy stuff because I felt like it didn't I had like a friend from Nebraska who would be like, I can't touch it. And I would be like, bring it on. Like, you know, it became that kind of environmental social thing where I was like, Yeah, I'm a guy who does medium. You know? <laughs> medium. Uh what what was the what's the restaurant? Howlin Ray's, the chicken place. Well had gotten very popular and I feel like I went there and I got medium and I felt like a real cool guy. So I think when this guy asked me to do the chip, I was riding high, being like, I'm a medium guy. Let's let's see. Let's kick it up a notch. Let's see what I can handle. Go to the absolute spiciest possible <laughs> yeah, exactly. thing that has killed someone. Yes. I was like, let's run to the other end of the spectrum and touch the wall and see if I can make it back. And I could. Well, um, Lou, I have something. I'm, I probably shouldn't admit this on the podcast. But, oh, I can't wait. You know, I, I was through food poisoning yesterday mm-hmm. at about, you know, about three o'clock. I was feeling pretty good. Everything oh. was fine. Starting to think about dinner. What should I eat for yes. dinner? I had had some... Very bland ramen for lunch. Mm. Had had some Pedialyte. Annalise had suggested was very helpful. Yes. I thought, what should I have for dinner? <laughs> Why not Howlin' Rays? <laughs> no way. I went, No way. So this is a horrifying day, thing to One do. day after food poisoning. The you day say- of, I mean, <laughs> that morning, I went to Howlin' Rays and had medium. <laughs> Really? Which is probably not a good choice. <laughs> which is probably why I'm not fully recovered yet. Got it. Yes. You... <laughs> um, 
I love the I love the restaurant. It's, it's so, so delicious. Good. It's so good. It's I mean, it's probably the best hot chicken restaurant maybe in the United States. I spent the first like three months of the pandemic. Try, I like decided I was just going to cook one thing every day to try and get good at. I was uh, like, I'm going to come out of the pandemic trying to cook, uh, tr- like having mastered a few items. And one of them was the how I was like, I'm going to learn to make Howlin' Ray's style hot chicken. And it, I never came close. <laughs> These guys, there is magic happening behind that counter where all those guys are yelling and having the I time of their guys. lives. What a wonderful It crew. looks like a fun place to work. It really does. I, like Every time I'm in there, I'm like, oh, maybe this is the career I want. Mm-hmm. It seems like such a healthy place to be. Yes. Everyone's happy. They're talking to the customers. Yes. For maybe too long. Yes. They have a relationship with everybody. It's amazing that you could cook that good of food and chat that much. (laughs) It's unbelievable. I know every restaurant should be looking to them. Yes. But unfortunately, I thought that was a good idea. Uh, Just mere hours after some of the probably the most violent vomiting of my entire (laughs) life. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I survived it, so I guess things are fine. I, maybe it was a good test. I needed to go through amazing. that. Amazing. I mean, I like I like the audacity of it. You know, <laughs> to say to look at your food poisoning and say you will not keep me down. You will not <laughs> stop me from enjoying what I love. <laughs> I I mean, my uh, boyfriend's in New York right now, and he had been texting me all day. Are you mm-hmm. okay? Are you okay? And then I was just while I was eating dinner, I was like, I hope he doesn't text me now. <laughs> I hope he doesn't ask where I am. <laughs> Uh, and then I told him, I said, well, then don't come crying to me if there's another problem. <laughs> I made it through. Oh. My stomach is aching, but it was worth it. Of course. I've got to go there once a week. You have to. I can't, I can't not be there and once a week. And they deliver now, which is just <laughs> devastating. Is this just an ad for Howlin' Ray's? Howlin' Ray's, it's a fun environment there. They also deliver. Um, Howlin' Ray's reach out. <laughs> Please. Reach out. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, we're just learning about the way I make decisions and yeah. my lifestyle right now, which is probably bad. I like it. I mean, I, th- I think I would have done a very, I think anytime I have a food thing, it is very hard, especially because I've been having a hard time. Like, I've not been feeling good. And you know what would make me feel a lot better? It's a meal from one of my favorite places. Now, is that food the food I should be eating? Of course not. But... <laughs> I want a treat. Yes. <laughs> I've had a hard time. Look what I went through. Exactly. <laughs> I should enjoy myself. I did think about that this morning where I was like, you should be able to, I mean, you need to treat yourself well. But I was like, but treating yourself doesn't just mean eating things you like. Yes. Maybe it's also eating things that are not going to damage you. Yes. But, you know, maybe it's both. Hey, well, when somebody makes a uh, a chicken noodle soup that is that satisfies me in the same way right. as... A, uh, a chicken sandwich from Howland Ray's. I will eat that. I will eat that when I'm sick. It just right. doesn't exist yet. Yeah, give me a call when you've got that chicken noodle. Yeah. I, I mean, speaking of the ramen from yesterday, I hadn't had ramen in such a long time. And what a delicious it's food. so good. You know, I didn't have ramen until I was like 22 years old. Mm-hmm. I'd only ever had top ramen. Oh, and that was ramen in my head. And then I moved out to L.A. after school. And I say that, that that's misleading. I moved back to L.A. because I'm from here. Moved back to L.A. when I graduated. And somebody was like, "Have you? we should go get ramen. And I was like, that's okay. I can make it at home. And they're like, it's not the same. <laughs> Pork tonkatsu. <laughs> it takes hours. Uh, I mean, I should say in this current moment, mm-hmm. the... What I'm saying is flipped. I oh. love a, of course, a restaurant ramen. Yes. 
I'm talking about Top Ramen. Really? I hadn't had Top Ramen in years. And I, I was thinking while eating, I was like, if this was served to me at a restaurant uh-huh. and I had never had it before, I'd be like, everyone's got to go to this restaurant. <laughs> Everyone has got to try this. I love a Top Ramen. Which one did you, you had? Did you have just a cup a of noodles? Chicken, classic? No, uh, you know, the boiled and on the stove oh, Top wow. Ramen. And it's just so, I mean, it's just literally salt. Yeah. So it's. It's literally. Tastes incredible. Just good, really great noodles. Um, <laughs> and like, I really, I love the. The, the chew of that. The chew. Al dente. <laughs> it's, it's al dente in three minutes. Exactly. It's incredible. Uh, no, I, I go gaga. I go gaga for ramen. <laughs> Do people say, are people need to still, say it more often? I go gaga for ramen, but I do enjoy top ramen. I was a big beef and chicken. Those were the two. Oh, we, we would go to a 99 cent store. Mm-hmm. You get a pack of six, and that's lunch. That's lunch every day at school and on Saturday. Of course. Um, of course. Yeah, that, I will, I will say, if that was served to me at a restaurant, I had never had it before. I'd be like, this is the best re- restaurant in the world. Yeah. And Cheez-Its. Oh, if Richard, you we are. <laughs> dude, I mean, if the podcast is just us talking about the best food in the world, <laughs> this is Cheez-Its are. Uh, I was addicted to Cheez-Its as a child. Of course. There's the flavor nothing, is indescribable. Indescribable. They're perf- a perfect food. Oh, got the little salt crystals on them. Oh, oh my God. Now, do you like Cheez-It Classic? Or are you somebody who likes these these other Cheez-Its that people talk to me all the time? Extra toasty, white right. cheddar. Look, I'll take those. Of course. But in the, at the end of the day, I'm yes. just going to go with the classic. The classic. It's an excellent food. It's perfect. The... Oh, the toasted ones. Mm-hmm. What's your take on those? I think you've been distracted as to what is the best part of Cheez-Its. <laughs> I think like there is something to like that that uh, the taste of the Cheez-It is that kind of like warm, like cooked cheese, which mm-hmm. you get a little bit more of the cooked side of it. But I I would just want the cheese. I right. think the, the the original is the pure, just that blast. Yes, of exactly. Cheese. Blast of cheese and salt. Do get you know a what? handful of them. Oh. I like to fill my cheeks with Cheez-It. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that uh, they should have taken the a note from Oops All Berries and called the toasted ones Oops Burned. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have been a great name That's for that. What it takes, like it is like it is burned, which I guess some people like. But <laughs> people like a little char. Yes, but you're right. There is because there's one or two in every Costco size, in every yes. two two package Costco size thing of Cheez-Its I get. But yeah, you're just taking out all of those extra toasty ones and throwing them in a bag. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, of course we could talk. I mean, I truly could just talk about those two foods all day. We, uh, we could really go because, I mean, the, between the flavors of Ooh, of it all. Delicious. But there's something else we have to talk about. What is that? Lou, I was so excited to have you here today. You know I was excited. <laughs> you know I love you. I just thought we're going to have a great time. Yeah. We'll chat for however long we want. Mm-hmm. Lou might comfort me in my time of need. Of course. And then we'll move on. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised. I was a little, I don't know that I'll say upset, but I was thrown when here comes Lou into my backyard mm-hmm. holding a bag mm-hmm. wrapped beautifully. <laughs> oh, thank you. Gorgeously wrapped uh, with some curly ribbon on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I can only describe, I mean, from where I'm sitting, yes, looks like a gift. It is a gift. And you okay? So you are aware the podcast is called "I Said No Gifts." I, I'm fully aware, but what can I say? My mama raised me right. 
<laughs> she said, "Blaming the mother." I hey, I'll throw my mother under the bus all day. If I <laughs> am walking into someone's home and I've never been there before, I'm bringing a gift. <laughs> I had to do it, even if you're burglarizing. Even if I'm burglar, hey, I'll tell you, if I'm gonna steal something, I'll leave. I'm gonna find, I'm gonna fish around for some pocket change, <laughs> something. You know, I brought a bottle of wine. <laughs> exactly. I took your television, but here is a, a seven dollar bottle of wine that I picked up on my way over to burglarize your home. I have manners. Well, I mean, it's here. Yes. Should I open it here on the podcast? I think you should. Okay, slide it my way. There As you I go. said, it's beautifully wrapped. Oh, and I'm already that. opening it. It's already it. coming it apart. It's open. Okay, we're there's, opening. There's two parts. Oh. There's one on top, and then there's another part on the bottom. I so guess. is the top the one I should take first? Sure. Okay. Oh, thank you, Annalise. Oh. <clears throat> Ooh, I just kind of want to. Yeah, you can get into it. On, get into okay, it. Top thing. I'm bringing it out. I'm gonna set this aside for a moment. Of course. Oh my God! Thank mm. you, Annalise. I know exactly what this is. You do, and it's a, it's a box of C's candy. Yes, beautifully wrapped. So we know you didn't just find it in your cupboard. No, they. I went to C's candy, and they wrapped it for me. Of course they did. Uh, they all they offer it every time. Of course, uh, I'm a real people pleaser. And when I was <laughs> listening to the, I was listening to a few episodes to prepare myself oh, to warm such up. A if professional, you, uh, you know, and. I think I was listening to, I think it's maybe the episode with Emma Thompson, where you mentioned offhand that you're a big fan of a certain C's candy. But I'm also, I also, you also call it C's, which you you don't call, you call it C's and not C's candy, which really (laughs) threw me for a loop because I was like, C's, he likes chocolate from C's? He... He couldn't be. He must be talking. Like, I only know it as C's candy. But well, so you're I, obviously not famili- as familiar with Mary C as yes, I am. Yes, of course. You know Mary, and so <laughs> you are allowed to just call it C's. But, uh, yeah, so I went and I got your favorite, a few of your favorites, oh. and then my favorite candy from there, uh, which, again, is I got actually from my mother, or she introduced it to me. But so what? that Okay, is, what is that? That We're is the molasses, opening. of course. That's the molasses bar. Oh. So it's the it's just a, a little, like, strip of molasses covered. I got the milk chocolate oh, and the dark chocolate. Oh, I know what these chocolate. are. And yes. I hate to correct you, but it's a molasses chip. The molasses chip. That's <laughs> it. Oh, there it is. I'm working with a professional. <laughs> um, yes, the molasses chip, We're which is... Opening. Oh, there it is. So that's your favorite. The molasses. That's my favorite. I think it's. I, I think adore. I am incredibly thankful that uh, C's aren't everywhere and easy to get to because I would be eating molasses chip candy all of so, the time. I think that's my mom's favorite. Actually. Oh, there it is. Okay, we've all got to have one. Now, have you ever had a Scotch Mala? I have never had a Scotch Mala. Well, today's your day. Like, wow. I mean, Oh, my God, this is so gorgeous. So there you go. What a beautiful candy. Okay, have one of those. Of course. Oh. Annalise, would you like a scotch mallow or a molasses chip? Beautiful. Mmm. Mm. And I'm going to have a, I'm gonna have a uh, dark molasses chip. Oh, I love the way that this podcast just evolves into talking about food <laughs> and then eating it. <laughs> oh. Mm. This might be one of the best deliveries of marshmallow in a candy that I've ever had. It's perfect. Isn't it's it? 
the perfect dance. It's not like the weird stringy. No, you don't want that. No, you don't want that. Mm. It's a very. Oh. I haven't had one of these in a very long time, and that's a. It's a perfect candy. It's a perfect candy. It's also devastating for dental health. Oh, God, yes. It's immediately, it's like, I'm, I'll have to floss for days. No, these are, um, I mean, it's part. Of, it's another one of the reasons you don't go to see this candy that often. It's the reason you make it a special occasion when you're coming over to someone's house and you need a, a, a welcome gift. Mm -hmm. It is like, you can't, you can't, uh, especially once you start biting into the chip part, mm -hmm. it's, it's done. Those That molar is getting... Covered. It's, it's a ceiling. I now, have you a, know? I now have a filling. Exactly. Yeah, I don't need to go back to the dentist. No. I'm sealed off. Go to C's, eat four molasses chips, <laughs> and you're good to go. <laughs> oh, that's so delicious. Yep. Yeah. So you've been uh, a C's person for a long time. Long. Uh, my mother. Uh, you want to talk about treats? My mom. After anything. After my mom's a big gift giver. And, and likes to just have things on hand. And so after any sort of soccer game that we won or whatever, you better believe I was getting a butterscotch C's lollipop. Oh, of course. Uh, as, as a celebratory. And then also just any gift we got, there might just be, like, I would get a birthday gift that was like a race car. I never got a race car. But, you know, like an RC <laughs> car. A which stereotypical I birthday Stereot gift. I, you know, I it's would like receive. a red wagon. <laughs> exactly. I would get a red wagon, and there would be a C's candy butterscotch tied to the handle. Oh, that's so sweet. So I, I feel like our mom is the, we maybe we're going to find something out here. Oh my we, gosh. Our mom is the same person. Our mom oh oh ow, if I could be so lucky. Uh but no, it was yeah, so I was just a big I grew up eating a lot of she would get me the lollipops and herself the molasses chip and once I was old enough I got to eat a few of the molasses <laughs> chips. I guess I wasn't to be trusted <laughs> as a young man. Wow, that's so strange because I, I had a, essentially the exact same experience. Yes, the lollipops specifically? The lollipops, and then there was the box of the molasses chips. Oh, yes. Delicious. That big, that big long box. Uh -huh. It's kind I of feel... only for molasses chips. Yes, that, I almost got you one of those, but I then I was like, no. <laughs> if we're at C's at the Burbank Mall, we might as well get a few scotch mallows. <laughs> Did uh, they give you a sample while you were of course. What did you get? I got molasses chip. <laughs> and it was the it was a weird moment of being like, oh, I don't need to sample. <laughs> I know what this I tastes know. like. No. Uh but I hope I hope she felt good because I feel like maybe she was like, Oh, I'm making a sale. I gave him two dark molasses chip, he ate it, and now he's asking for a box <laughs> right. full of them. Wow, this guy loves it. <laughs> exactly. Now I get why we give out these samples. <laughs> um but yes, I did get a sample. <laughs> I then was burdened with the little plastic bag all day. I oh, like, sure. Didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> uh, I should have just... I was kicking myself because I was walking around being like, you should have just given it back. But uh, yeah, got a little sample. This is the thing people... I think I was late to learn this about C's is mm -hmm. that you can tell them what type of candy you want as a sample. Usually they offer you a thing. And usually it's like, here's the blueberry surprise. <laughs> it's like, I don't... No, thank you. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't want a fruit in my chocolate. Yeah, of course You not. can tell them which one you want. Really? The place is heaven. Uh, it's, I did. I mean, <clears throat> I do. I hadn't been in one for a while. And it is funny the way the world melts away as you enter this <laughs> Willy Wonka style all white room. It's pristine. Where everyone's in uniform just going, hi, <laughs> hi, would you like, would you like some chocolate? And you're like. Yes. It really is. What are they doing to get their employees to be so happy? Everyone is, everyone was, 
over the moon. Mm-hmm. This woman could not wait to box my chocolate. Right. I've never been in a seas where I feel like the employee seems put out. Yes, exactly. Where they're like, oh, fine. Right. Because there was a moment where uh, she put too many uh, molasses bars. I was like, there's not enough room for scotch mellows in the box. And she was... She was elated to put them back. She was like, oh, you want more room? I can probably fit two Scotch Mellows in here. And I was like, uh, Lauren, it's okay. You're doing great. Um, So it was – I honestly, I thank you for the gift of getting me back into a seas. Of course. I'm willing to drive anybody there. And they're not in every state or every city, I think. No. I feel like it's a – Kind of West Coasty, yeah. Thing I feel like they're they're not on the East Coast as much. No, I don't feel like when I would go to, like in the in my travels, I feel like I've I really there's a there's a, one of the terminals that I feel like I fly in way too much. I think it's American. Is there's a seas candy right on your left as you pass security? Oh, the little wagon. Yes, exactly, the little wagon. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, I don't think I haven't seen seas candy. I don't. Nobody knows of these butterscotch blocks that they <laughs> they are they such put a, a dangerous st- food. It's crazy. <laughs> Just, and if you and you want to talk about fillings, I'll tell you, try and bite that. <laughs> Give you, it a shot. That will pull out all of no, your teeth. Exactly. If you if you had like if that's one of those like in the movie when the kid wants to remove a tooth, <laughs> like that's what you should do. Soften one of those over like an open flame. Just smack it right onto the tooth and then just rip it out. That will uh, just come out with a cluster of teeth all over it. <laughs> this is horrifying. It's like a tiny club. Like <laughs> Yeah, not uh, not great. So you went to the Burbank Mall. For I went to this. the Burbank Mall. Yes, I'm trying to imagine. I don't think I've ever been to the Burbank Mall. Well, it's because they're 14. So right. I'm sure you're picturing okay. one of the many malls. <laughs> this is the one that's kind of in between. The Burbank 16 is on the right. It's like the that. big theater. The big theater. Okay. Then there's this little mall. It's not little, but there's a mall in the middle that has like um. Has like a, a C's and a Sears. That's their. They have this abandoned Sears. Oh, I've seen that Sears, yes. which I think was just recently a haunted. Yes, exactly. Halloween store. So it's that Sears, and then, uh, and then on the other side is another movie theater that has a Vroman's. Uh, or is it a Vroman's? No, Vroman's is a Pasadena. Barnes and Noble has a Barnes and Noble. So this it's the, a whole it's sandwiched world. in between. And each one of these malls has an AMC movie theater. That's where it gets confusing. Yes. I think I've only ever been to the big one, but there, I'm always like, where do I need to yes. be? I gave uh, directions to two lovely uh, older ladies who were driving who were driving lost around the parking lot <laughs> yesterday. While I was after I'd left the seas, they pulled up next to me and were like, "Where is the movie theater?" <laughs> and I had to be like, "Which one?" And they're like, "The big one." And I got to go. Okay, so you're here. Oh. You're right near the AMC eight. Which maybe you put in the AMC six, but what you need is the AMC sixteen. Wait, there are three theaters. There are three theaters. There's one in the Burbank Mall. There's one next to the Burbank Mall, and there's one across the street from the this Burbank Mall. They're all AMC, and they're all AMC of different. I don't know. It is like possibly. Who is what? What do we need to differentiate? That is baffling. It's crazy. I didn't even know there was a third one. There's a. I I believe there should still be the AMC six, which is in. The, which would have been one floor above me at the uh, well. I was at the C's. Wow! You go one more floor up, you get another AMC. What? That's really. And they all have different programming. Sk- I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> um, and is any of this connected to the worst parking lot in America that has the Ross dress for less parking? Uh, it is. It is. No, we're across the street. Though that's oh, okay. the scariest parking lot. Horrible. I, 
I, me and my girlfriend were just trying to see a movie there, and I made the mistake of driving in there. And never have I so quickly gone, we fucked up. <laughs> we have to get out of here. Uh, and then you think, oh, I can't. Because yes, exactly. It's an endless, yes. weird thing. I'm driving in circles. People are coming out of angle from angles yes. that don't feel that car looked like it was parked, but now it's driving forward, and that was a lane the whole time. <laughs> um, it's a, I, it's. I don't I don't feel safe in many Burbank parking lots. <laughs> and that parking lot in particular has so much reserved parking for Ross. I I cannot imagine. Why does Ross need that much parking? <laughs> and they have a guard too. That's they have a right. person who's watching to make sure that you walk if you park there you walk directly into the Ross. <laughs> I feel like this must be like some thinking on Ross's part to like make it look fancier yes. or something it's like an arrow one where they're right. like what's up no there's a there's a parking attendant here this is a very elite sure. ross <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, the best of the best this man's here because obviously you, there are normally mercedes-benz and bmws <laughs> and other luxury cars parked out here as people walk in they, just because they have a nice car doesn't mean they don't like to dress for less <laughs> everyone loves to dress for less it, it feels almost like they should have a valet there oh they should to valet at a ross that would i would i would do that just to say I That's did the it, only you know? time I would ever valet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I pay sixteen dollars to valet at the Ross. <laughs> Ten that- times what I paid for this shirt. <laughs> Oh. Then I got this Val Surf shirt for $2.80. <laughs> uh, Out of all of the discount clothing stores, I do think Ross is below basement level. Yes. I'll go to a Burlington, I'll go to a Marshall's, I'll mm-hmm. go to a TJ Maxx. Are there any other ones? Oh, uh, TJ, Ma- TJ Maxx, oh, Mar- you got Marshalls and TJ. Yeah. TJ Maxx and Marshalls are my. Is, I know when I yeah. end up in a Ross that something has gone exactly. desperately wrong. I feel like lots of Rosses have like an underground element to them. Yes. Like uh, there's just something about the nature of Ross that mm. they're like, bury it. <laughs> bury it deep beneath the <laughs> it's earth. It's got to be subterranean. Exactly. It's um, just the mood there. It feels like you're always about six miles beneath the crust of the <laughs> exactly. earth. Exactly. Oh yeah. So well, I'm glad to ta- to learn about this third uh, Burbank movie theater. Yes, I have to get in there. Okay, so should I open this? Uh, yes. Bag? Now you can have the second gift. All right. Let's get in here. Let's see. Reaching, reaching, reaching. Okay. Wait. I have. <gasps> what? <laughs> this is incredible. It's a costume mm-hmm. that looks like Avatar. Yes. But I would love to know what the what it actually is. I Let's... do think it's straight up Avatar. Oh, think it it's, is. It's, it's straight not up Blue Avatar. Alien Creature. It's not Blue wow, Alien Creature. Wow, this is official. Is this what you were for Halloween? No, this is not what I was for Halloween. Another pro tip from my mom, you know, that if you go to a Halloween store the day after Halloween, <laughs> everything is dirt cheap. So I went and I spent much too long wandering the aisles. Try, I was like, I will do Bridger a favor. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna knock out his Halloween costume for next year. We're just gonna have it. We're just gonna. We're gonna oh, bank this is it. Incredible. We're I, gonna bank it. Oh my heart. I don't. I. That was. I was like. And I thought there was like a kind of fun uh, in the gift being like a look. Like it's a, a little post Halloween situation. So we got a little candy and we've got a little. <laughs> but none of it is from Halloween. It's all bought specifically <laughs> the day after. Uh, so candy and a costume for next year that was. Fifty percent off. This is an this is incredible because now I kind of have no choice but to be this for next Halloween. That was also, my oh, I spent a lot of time trying to. I, I one, I don't know when the last time you were in a Halloween store was. Costumes are 
incredible what's these happening days. there there's just everything like i you know this is obviously from the avatar movie right but there was one i think the the really incredible thing was the things you can be for halloween that you don't have to make up yourself like there like there was cryptocurrency there what was does that look like <laughs> just a piece of like the crypto symbol that you hang over yourself <laughs> and it's just like who is who is this for there was cryptocurrency one another one of my favorites was sky blue from lmfao you could be the like least the less famous guy from, from a band L that hasn't been relevant in 10 years they had multiple sky blue a lot there was a costume called the noble savage that you i'll let your mind run wild <laughs> oh, with that what? It's really out of control at Halloween <laughs> City in Burbank. <laughs> um, is, and now, is this the one in the Sears? This is the one in the Sears. So I went oh, down from the Sears what a Candy, treat. wandered into the Halloween City, got legitimately scared by several of the uh, of the props, uh, uh, <laughs> the like lawn props, and then spent about a half hour wandering up and down the uh, men's costume aisle trying to pick something up. Now, have they taken over the entire Sears? Uh, I don't believe so. It seems to just be this like. Matt, I know that the Sears before had a downstairs area because I think one time when I was looking for pants, I was walking around the Sears and I remember taking an escalator down and I arrived in an area that was mostly empty and it clearly like the Sears had started up, had started selling like flea market space because yeah. there was like an independent rug seller in the basement <laughs> of the Sears and I was like, this is not going well. Um, so I think they maybe have just taken over the main floor, the main, okay. the, the number, the, just the, they're right next to the world market. I'm really giving. I'm painting a I map know. of the Burbank. This is gorgeous. Mall. We are all there right now. Um, but yes, it's just the the main floor of the Sears. Because I do love an abandoned Sears. I've talked about oh. this on the podcast before, and I keep talking about it in the hopes that someone will take me into the giant abandoned Sears on Santa Monica. I believe yes. that is a fortress. Oh. I'm hoping the mayor will eventually listen to the podcast. <laughs> Karen, reach out. Uh, and let me go into that. Thing. Yes, just give you the keys. Yes, just let me wander it for a minute. I'll probably, you know, probably have to put on a hazmat suit or like one of those suits from <laughs> what was the Alien prequel? Uh, no, oh, the Alien prequel, uh, Prometheus. Yes, I'm imagining myself in one of those costumes wandering through a Sears. <laughs> That's truly all I want in the world, and it can't be that hard to get me in there. No, it can't be. Who's in charge there? Somebody. There has to. We can definitely find a like whoever owns the building. Yes, who could be like who could give you 45 minutes. Right. <laughs> Give just, me 45. To walk up and down a bunch of dusty escalators. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few like remnants. There's got to be a few like ruins in the Sears that right, are just like right. a rack of men's fleece coats. Right. That, that have just... like kind of been eaten by moths. Yes. And... Oh, it's. I bet the atmosphere in there is incredible. Yeah, you are. It is. Prometheus is perfect. There's just like little dust particles everywhere. <laughs> it's like Blair Witch Project has a VCR and cameras. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so that's why I do appreciate a Halloween store for like kind of allowing you to go into these sort of give places. You a, give you a sense. What were you for Halloween this year? I was uh, seasonal. I was just. I didn't do anything particular. I was just like I wore an orange sweater and a oh. black denim jacket. Oh, that's kind of nice. That's. I feel like that's. I'm not a big Halloween person, but I don't. I. I'm not. I don't like to. I'm not like anti-Halloween. I don't dislike Halloween. I just don't. I'm not a big costume guy. Well, it's because it's a giant hassle. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard. And I have a hard. I feel like I finding stuff in the. I, it's hard enough for me to buy clothes that I could just wear and right, that I like. Right. So the idea that then I'm finding clothes for one day <laughs> that is a thing that I, if I do it right, my reward is that other people look at me and go, "I think you're um, 
I think you're Smokey the Bear. And I go, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. This wasn't a huge waste of time. Um, I I just don't. It, it doesn't compute for me. I love autumn. I love fall. Mm-hmm. But I don't go hard on Halloween. Right. I, uh, it, I can never tell if I'll be in the Halloween mood or not. Yes. I mean, I can basically tell this point. I probably won't be. But <laughs> some years it will really hit me, and I'll be like, I want to be involved with this in yes. every possible way. But there's no telling until about four days before. That's it. And right? that's what where it becomes difficult. Well, hey, now now, now you're the ready to go. The amount of stress that has been just lifted off of my shoulders yes. with this. <laughs> I can the next year of my life I'm going to be flying. Exactly. This is it. You you have already got October 31st, 2024 in the bag. It's done. <laughs> I am going to be performing at a level that I have never thought about. <laughs> That no one has ever seen. There it it's is. Incredible. This is a turkey moment in the podcast. Just watch <laughs> skyrocket by next March. Barack Obama will be on here. I'm you the know, new it's Joe Rogan, exactly. and I'm also going to take a hard turn right. It's going to be, it's going to be rough, but it's also going to be very good exactly. for me. So financially. stick with it, guys. Everyone out there listening, stick with it. Move with me to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> were you something? This did you get dressed up this year? Or were I you? was. I mean, and I, of course, it was a day of planning. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was a mechanic experimenting with bangs oh so yes. it was i i had a my boyfriend has a mechanic suit okay and then i had bangs which were a gift from a former guest on this podcast Ian oh. tran which god bless because it came together in a beautiful way incredible uh i put that on and i hate i hate to say it it was a hit I, i'm sure you know you don't a costume you have to explain is very risky yes and so when i had to start explaining this there was the, the fear but Every person loved it. Oh, there and it, it was so easy. And I think that's just a fun. That's a fun mashup of two. I think that is the where the best costumes live, which is why I'm just too lazy. To, it's like it is that kind of like to bring the classic costume of mechanic, mechanic, but bring in this fun modern twist that is <laughs> experimenting with bangs. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it worked out pretty well, and it was so easy. I was comfortable. A mechanic, what is that? Uh, coveralls. Coveralls, thank you. Uh, and very so in right now. People love wearing coveralls. Oh, they love a coverall. I mean, I thought about, while well, I was wearing it, I was like, maybe I just need a coverall. Yeah. Probably won't do it, but... Uh, but you thought about I it? I thought about it. That's more than I did before. <laughs> um, so that's what I was this Halloween. And uh, I only went out for Halloween one night, and that was plenty. Yes. This, I mean, Halloween this year was on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and so Halloween was essentially 14 weeks long. Yes. It started on the Friday before, then Saturday, then Sunday. I could, when people were telling me they went out on Tuesday, I was like, how? <laughs> like, I, I had a Why? friend be that also, like, I had a friend go, yeah, last night I went pretty hard, and I was kind of like, What? <laughs> <laughs> it was Tuesday. We, it was a work day. What event could you have gone hard <laughs> exactly. at? Exactly. There were other people who wanted to go hard with you. <laughs> you found them, but yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I went out with a few friends to dinner, just a non-Halloween oh. thing. But then we ended up going next door to a. Uh, have you been to the bar Ruby Fruit? No. Lesbian bar in Silver Lake, which was having a costume competition. Was none of none of this was planned. But then I ended up kind of – I wasn't planning on staying for the whole thing. But when you, when the competition begins, you're you're not leaving. You're of stuck. People are parading past you. Did you enter? 
No, I wasn't dressed up. Uh, if I had been in the costume, I would have blown everybody away. I mean, of course, mechanic with bangs. That's a first prize costume. <laughs> um, but I did get to see some pretty impressive costumes. And so that, it was like a nice little hint of Halloween. Yes. Didn't require anything of me. Fun. And then I got to go home and I did watch some, something called the Enfield Poltergeist. Have you seen this documentary? No. I haven't been actually scared of anything, or like any haunted type thing in a very long time. And this is a documentary. Mm-hmm. This is a documentary. They, um, there was a poltergeist situation in uh, England in the 70s. And this guy, I don't know what sort of person he was. He was a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up document or recording hours and hours of audio of this. And they used the audio in this documentary. But they... And this is a risky choice. Okay. It's something you kind of have to get used to. They have the actors lip sync all of the audio. And it's like kind of... Which sounds terrible. So kind of like a recreation situation where we're pl- we're listening to seventies audio while like an actor from Central Casting is going like, <laughs> my my yes. the demons inside of me like, yes. okay. And it after it clicks, it basically works. Okay, because got the it. audio is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. oh. It's actually very scary. Okay. And I'm watching this at eleven o'clock at night. I'm home alone. I'm texting friends. I'm I'm spooked as hell. And, yes. Uh, if it's it's actually kind of creepy. Mm. So that it was a decent Halloween. That's I like I I was my girlfriend was a big fan of getting a little bit of spooky in there, which I do think is the fun part mm. of Halloween. You can do it home by yourself, which mm-hmm. is my favorite part. It's like, <laughs> which part requires no one else, and it's just me and my loved ones getting scared together. Right. I do love a haunted house, uh, or like a, I love a haunted house, but I, I didn't have the energy for it this year. But normally, I'm a big haunted hayride oh, uh, right, kind of guy. Oh, right, right. Somebody had recommended some other haunted theater thing to me this Ooh. year, and I promised her I would go, and then I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> didn't go. Uh, uh, but it seemed like something that would have been a nice, creepy time. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the sort of thing that I want out of Halloween. It's just a chill down my spine. Exactly, yes. I find it very uh, de-stressing. I feel like everything that is present oh. disappears as I, like, wonder if I'm going to be ripped from this universe by an otherworldly spirit. <laughs> right. uh, they, there's something – it's nice to replace – my kind Actual of day-to-day fears. stress with something deeper and truer mm-hmm. uh, that kind of keeps me up at night. Right. That feels so, so good. I mean, I want to go back to this Avatar costume yeah. for just one moment because <laughs> the the photo on it, just to describe to the listener, it is an Avatar guy or gal. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But they're wearing what is essentially like <laughs> prison clothing. <laughs> is that – does that happen in the movie? <laughs> You know, it's funny. I sent a picture of my. She was like, "What did you get, Bridger?" And I sent this picture, and she was like, "Which part of the movie is that from?" <laughs> it I looks am, like they're just it's, a convict. It, <laughs> it is, which also at the Halloween City, thousands of convict costumes. Oh, there, of there course. is nothing more popular than being an inmate or Michael Myers. <laughs> it would seem, uh, according to Halloween City. But yes, I have no idea. There is. I think this is meant to be Jack Sully or Jake Sully. Uh, and I don't actually know what part of the movie this is from. I feel like this maybe happens in the first one. Uh, like there's a moment where he's wearing like this is him in this in is meant khaki? to be plain clothes, uh, but it looks so prisony. Yeah, it's 
it truly looks truly just like a tan shirt and tan. I mean, not even. It's like it's just literally prison clothes. Yes, it's it's so they have taken prison clothes and added fun forearm gauntlets and a mask and are like the, oh they did put a tail on the pants. There's a tail on the pants. Oh, interesting. So they took a prison costume, put a navi tail, gave you some fun arm bracers and a mask. And look at that, prison has come to Pandora. Uh, I wonder if this was a like a situation for the company where they were like we can't afford all blue spandex <laughs> so what's something else we could do yes well we've got all these prison costumes left over yeah what if Perfect we just combo. slap some tails on them and boom oh and so ultimately what this means for me is this is a costume for next year yes the year after that i'm a prisoner the, exactly you take rip the tail off yeah. leave the mask off and boom prisoner i mean two years of life have been planned for me there it I mean, is what an absolute gift and it's an extra large which is which is incredible for <laughs> i was me. gonna say if you need it tailored you let me know <laughs> we can include that in the gift if you want to take... take this to a tailor so bad <laughs> Can you take this in on the side? Can I take the legs in just a little bit more? (laughs) I want to be comfortable, but fit it. But hippie. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, No, I'm very excited about this. I saw um, the first half of this movie earlier this year in theaters Mm -hmm. uh, with my new movie policy of if it's over three hours long, I only see an hour and a half. Really? New, that's new, new policy for me. It's something I'm recommending to everybody. Did you see it? Uh, did you see Killers? Did you watch an hour and a half of Killers of the Flower Moon? This is the one movie I made the exception. <gasps> oh, for Marty. <laughs> You've got when for Marty's Marty. got when Marty. You know, it's a treat. Of course, he's one of our great, <laughs> great masters of cinema. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit through his movies. Yes. Uh, but for others, if it's three hours, you only do an hour and a half. I'm out at an hour and a half. And if I if I like that enough, I'll go back for the last half. Like another time? Another time. Wow. I take a long intermission. That's, maybe weeks long intermission. That's powerful. It feels incredible. <laughs> now have have there been movies that you came back for the second half? Not for? yet. <laughs> so and there have been a lot of three hour movies this uh-huh. year, shockingly. Yeah. Um so when I get to that movie that demands I come back for the last half, it's gonna be it's going to be interesting because I guess it's not that good of a movie. Yes. That just kept me captivated. You walked out. Let's be clear. <laughs> you walked out, but you went home, you slept on it, and you said, I'd be interested in how that all kind of wraps up. I need up. to wrap this up. Um, yeah, so I uh, do not know how the last half of The Way of Water goes. Yes. But it doesn't matter. I imagine that the aliens I'll do you, something. It goes exactly the way you think it <laughs> From the first 10 minutes, how you think the rest of the movie goes is exactly as, it, as you expect. It was, you know, yeah, it was just like, I know, even going in, I was like, I know what this experience is yes. going to be. But everyone's talking about it. Of course. So I have to have at least seen part of it. That's you just need an. I like that. I really love this mentality because you're right. There's so many things I watch just so that w- when I go to a bar, I'm not the person going, "Wait, what happened? <laughs> okay, wait. So wait. So those two are brothers. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna read it on. I'm gonna read it on Wikipedia and then I'll join the conversation in 15 minutes. It's like you watch it just so you can be a part of it. But yeah, you're right. Just watch enough. An hour and a half is plenty. You'll get all the exposition you need. Yes, yes. And if somebody brings up something exciting, then that's just, you can tell me that part. Right. I know the basic premise. Or I can just lie my way through it and be like, oh, I can kind of remember that part. Yeah, that's, yes, that happened. (laughs) That happened. Uh, But I'm obviously a dedicated fan of the franchise, so uh, for Halloween, this is ideal. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I think it's time to play a game. Oh, 
I'd love to. Annalise, gift or a curse. Annalise is keeping me a professional. They mouthed the words to me. I didn't remember. Let's be honest. We have two different games, and I'm trying to be What's better. The other game? It's called Gift Master. That's I've you know in all the episodes I listen to, I don't think I ever heard anyone play Gift Master. Should we play? I mean, we, we don't could have play both. to. We don't have. I mean, it's your show. Gift Master is a pretty short game. It's just it was interesting for you to go there too. And I was looking, thinking back on the episodes <laughs> I listened to. I was like, did I hear? I never heard anything that wasn't Gift or a Curse. Let's but, play Gift Master first and oh, see wow. how much time it takes. Okay, great. Okay, I need a number between one and ten from you. Six. Okay, I need to do some light calculating. Okay, I have to great. get our game pieces. You can recommend, promote, do whatever you want right now. I'll be right great. back. Hey, guys, it's me, Lou. Um, if you're a fan of Dungeons & Dragons or fantasy fiction in general, I have a podcast called Worlds Beyond Number, uh, where we use Dungeons & Dragons to tell a fantasy story together, uh, but through the masterful editing of my friend Taylor Moore, it kind of ends up being more story-oriented versus maybe some of the other D&D-based uh, formats you've maybe seen before. So feel free to check it out. It's me, uh, my friend Brendan Lee Mulligan, my friend Eric Ishii, my friend Abria Iyengar, all telling a wonderful story entitled The Wizard, the Witch, and the Wild One. So check us out. Uh, worlds beyond number. Beautiful. There it is. That's such a, a well-structured piece of promotion. Yeah, just a nice, clean You've elevator all pitch. all of the information there. Boom. Wow. People should take a lesson from you. There it is. Um, this is how we play Gift Master. I'm going to name three gifts. Also, three... I feel uh, slightly bad that I bullied my way into Gift Master, but I just want to... <laughs> I, like I... I like when a guest has, you know, throws things in a different all direction. All right, there it is. And, you know, it. we've got to stay on our toes. Of course. And I like this game. Let's be honest. You can Actually, there's a home game version of this. This is a good time. I was told I should promote things, oh. promote the merchandise. Wait, you have you have a, you can play Gift Master at home? At with home. You? It's a card game. Wow. And I got the email yesterday, Annalise. I'm going to look at you. It's exactlyrightstore.com. Annalise is going to double check this because, you know, again, not great at this. But yeah, I mean, wow. Now look at you. You've turned me into a disgusting promotion person. <laughs> Whatever. But the network will be so happy with me. Yes. Annalise, does that feel right? Wow. I think that's the first time ever on this podcast that I've been able to accurately tell people where to go on the internet. And you want to know why? It's because you know exactly what you're going to be for Halloween next year. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, that, this that is it. space already. has been cleared. It's paying <laughs> off already. <laughs> okay, um, this is how we play. I'm going to tell you three gifts, three things you can give away. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you three celebrities, which, uh, and you're going to tell me which celebrity you'll give which gift okay. and why. All right. Does that make perfect sense? Yes, I like this game. Okay, these are the three gifts. Number one is a dozen eggs. Okay. okay. So that's a good... Egg prices are all over the charts, mm -hmm. so that's a good gift. Number two is a trip 50 years into the future, Ooh. which is a very good gift. And number three is mountains of debt. Mountains of debt. Yes. Okay. So they will be in mountains of debt. And these are the three people. Number one, Christoph Waltz. Yes. We love Christoph. Number two, Ellen Barkin. Okay. Love Ellen. Number three is Billy Gilman. Do you okay. have any idea who that is? I think I'm going to need both Ellen Barkin. Just, I'm sure I know who they are, but will you place them in the cultural zeitgeist for me? Okay. Ellen Barkin is an actor. What's Ellen's biggest role, would you say, on Elise? Um, oh, God, now you've got me. Of course. And she's, you know, she's been doing movies for ages. Yes. 
Um, yes, I. Uh, oh gosh, she loves to sneer at people. Yeah, she's got a real sneer quality. Uh, yes, I, there's definitely a movie that I feel like I watched as a young man where she's a she's some kind of villain and is incredible. Yeah, she's got she's got I would say a darkness. Yes. that she is able to access. Yes, um, Billy Gilman had a hit single in probably 1998. He was like a a boy. Uh, country singer, and I okay. feel like he sang a song about a uh, someone with a gun. Wow, <laughs> Billy Gilman. He was one, one of these, voice. He was, he was one of these like uh, you know when parents get on board with like a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, they're person. like, I really Did like you that, hear about bi- this Billy, that Gilman? Billy Gilman. Yeah. Yes, uh, we don't know where he is now. Okay, um, but now you have to deal with him. Great. Okay, here it is. Here's where I'm given gift one, eggs, gift two, a trip 50 years in the future, mm-hmm. and gift three, mountains of death. <laughs> I'm going to give the eggs to Billy Gilman. Okay, why? Well, you know, I here's what I'm going to say. Billy Gilman was huge <laughs> in, the, in the 90s. Our parents loved him. I don't know where he's at right now. I don't know how he's doing. I I haven't heard about Billy Gilman in a minute. Now that doesn't mean Billy Gilman's not out here thriving, okay? But I just I I don't want to put any. I feel like for me, Billy is very. I'm very concerned with Billy's now, and I want to make today a very special day for Billy. And so I come up to Billy. I say, Billy, it's been a minute. I don't, or actually, it's it's been a whole lot of minutes. We've never met before. But I'll tell you, I don't know what today and tomorrow are like for you, but I'll tell you what I want you to have for breakfast, lunch, or maybe dinner if you're feeling frisky. <laughs> and it's a fried, scrambled, poached, boiled egg. I'm, I'm glad you said poached. I, I want to, it's, hey, I know Billy. Billy, I don't know. Hey, I've never met Billy. I don't know how he takes his eggs. <laughs> All right, I'm open. He might be poaching. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give Billy those eggs. Beautiful. And say, I want today, I want this week to be great for you. Protein packed. For Christoph Waltz, I'm giving him the trip 50 years in the future. Oh, interesting. You know, I think that he's his now is incredible. This guy's in movies left and right. He's doing really well. Uh, I think that he, I think there's, I think there's something, he plays a lot of villains. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe if we put something on the horizon for Christoph, he said Christoph. <laughs> Christoph, I know it's been a minute. We haven't met, so it's been a whole lot of minutes. But it's good to see you. I, you, you're playing. You play mean men, but maybe you wouldn't be so mean if on the horizon, if out in the distance, you knew there was joy, and you just had to have fifty. You could be. You could have fifty years of mean, fifty years of nice, no matter what. There's something great coming for you, and That's it's a very trip. Sweet. I'm giving him a trip in 50 years' time. I mean, I could also kind of see him as kind of like an evil emperor in a future dystopia. Oh, very easily. Yes. Uh, if he hasn't played that already. I'm sure there's a world in which he goes on this vacation and takes over. Right. <laughs> you know, just kind of stays there and rules. Right. Um, but even then, let's put that 50 years off in the future. If that's the case, <laughs> let's give those people 50 years to, pre- to prepare the battlements for when Christoph Waltz enters and attempts to manipulate his way to the top. Imagine getting to 2073 and Christoph Waltz is ruling the planet. <laughs> it's just like, what's up? Uh, I mean, it would it's, it's fitting for him, which is because he's both a nice and scary he's guy. He's got that smile that could go in any direction. Yes. Uh, I really got to give it up to him. Uh, and then for Ellen Barkin... I hate to do it. I'm going to give Ellen mountains of debt. <laughs> I think she was, you know, I, you know, I had to, I, she had to be placed for me in my head where she is in the cultural zeitgeist. 
But I can say this for sure. She is a villain in my mind. And <laughs> villains deserve woe. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put uh, a barrier between her and uh, the do-gooders. Exactly. She's so, got to have something else to work through. She's got to have something else to work through. Because I, I now, of course, is there a world in which she's, this makes her an even more villainous person? Oh, interesting. And she sneers at Origin even more story. people? Who knows? Uh, maybe it's motivation for her next role, but Ellen's getting mountains of debt. <laughs> she has maxed out her credit card. Wow, beautifully played. There it is. And you came in here, I was, we were trying to play the other game, and you played this game perfectly. Oh, thank you. I mean, I don't think we even need to play another game. What do you think, Annalise? Annalise is screaming no. <laughs> screaming? <Absolutely not. laughs> thank God there's a soundproofing between us. <laughs> um... Okay, it's time for the final segment of the podcast. Yes. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Mm. They're desperate for answers. They need answers to questions in their lives. And, you know, I do my best. Of course. And then I drag the guest into it. Would you help me answer a question? Happily. But only one. Okay. <laughs> All right. This says, Dear Bridger and guest, I am writing in for my cousin. Oh, interesting. Oh. Cousin. Doesn't like the podcast, apparently. Uh, she has a best friend who is an identical twin, and her friend's birthday is coming up. My cousin is going to give her a gift, but the question is, this feels like one of those math problems, like, it does, this person I, did that, but did this, and then you have to, like, it's like an SAT thing. Exactly. Immediately, I started being like, wait, who is asking the question and who is receiving? It feels like that is going to be that multiple choice. It's like, please list who is receiving the gift and who is asking the question. Right. <laughs> and who was on the train exactly. and who wasn't. Um, let's see. My cousin is going to give her a gift, but the question is, should my cousin give a gift to each of them? Mm. Oh, Or should she just give a gift to the twin who she's friends with from Margot in Baltimore? Okay, so Margot is leaving Baltimore at 7.45 a.m. <laughs> on her way to give a gift to her cousin's identical twin friend. Jason has a mustache. <laughs> um, okay, to clear this in my mind, the cousin hates the podcast. They left a one-star review. Margot wrote in because the cousin still needs help. Yes. The cousin has friends who are twins. Okay. The twins are having a birthday. On the same day as they usually as, do. As twins often do. But the cousin only likes one of the twins. Mm. Should the twin give the friend a gift or both of them a gift? Mm. And why? That is a con I find that is a bit of a conundrum. I and I'm, if I'm being my most honest, I would love to know their ages. Like there's oh, something interesting. ages for me. Like if these if everyone is nineteen. Everyone gets, I would give gifts to everybody and I would just make them bad gifts. I'd be like, I got you both uh, a, like a book from Romans. From the, <laughs> like, the, nobody else has Romans. <laughs> I, Romans is a thing that only exists in Pasadena, but it is the quintessential <laughs> bookstore. Um, I would get you like a used book from Barnes and Noble, but if they're older, Let's assume 83. Assume 83. And they're sharing a party? They're sharing a party of. It doesn't even say. I mean, Margot, despite this bizarre question, yes. has not given us the birthday party detail. I, you know, I exactly. Hey, well, you know, in my dream version, me and Margot get on the phone. We talk this out <laughs> for an hour and a half, and I get to the bottom of it. But for the podcast, I think I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm only getting a gift for the twin I like. Interesting, right? I think that they're. If everyone's 83, we're adults. 
I don't <laughs> I don't know you. I guess maybe you pick up a like a fifth of Jameson or like you know just like I like or something from uh the uh, you know speaking you head down you valet park at the Ross you go to the checkout line and you get one of those cookbooks by hello squirrel uh, squirrel squirrel is trying to enter the podcast um <laughs> you get one of those cookbooks by John Legend's wife whose name I can't remember right now uh Chrissy Teigen Chrissy Teigen and you well, get and you give that you give like a real like like thoughtless gift to the <laughs> you put zero energy into the twin you don't like if you feel so compelled to give them a gift mm-hmm. but the but you know earnestly and honestly i think gifts should be thoughtful and i think you have this opportunity to give a thoughtful gift to somebody you actually care about don't water it down and waste your time <laughs> spending energy trying to create a gift for a person you don't know you don't care about exactly they could live or die for all you care exactly so i don't know that gift could be in the will coming back to you the next day and would <laughs> yes. you want that this, they're both 83 exactly what, they're probably trying to kill each other <laughs> <laughs> you you know someone's getting poisoned at this party. <laughs> at this double birthday. I think that that's a decent idea. Yeah. I think, I mean, you obviously are a thoughtful gift giver. Oh, thank you. I mean, the uh, the only other strategy I can think of right now is Margot gives the twin a better gift, mm. which the friend becomes jealous of and is yes. now thinking, does Margot love me anymore? Yes. And now the twin is working harder than ever to be a friend. Oh, there it is. A little entrapment situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also the twin is now becoming friends with Margot. Yes. So we've got, not only do we have a new friend, we have an dear old friend who is putting in the work again. Yes. They are desperate. They're sweating. They're thinking, Margot, do you love me? Yes. It's like a, you know... It, a marriage renewed. Yeah, it's like who needs a friend when you could have someone who seeks to serve you, who's just hoping that every moment you are you everything they do, you smile for them. You know, they're like, should we go out to Applebee's? And you kind of keep tight lipped, and they're like, I'm sorry, that was stupid. <laughs> I shouldn't have said Applebee's. I hate Applebee's. You know, you just kind of really flip the dynamic on its head. Yeah, I think that. Uh... You know, mine's a better idea. I agree. I think now that we've now that we've really talked it we through, we talked it out. I think that that might be the way Margot, the direction Margot needs to take at this eighty, is it the eighty third or eighty fourth birthday? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We hope that the twins are still alive. Yes, um, or at least one of them. Mm-hmm. But I think we answered it perfectly. I think I think Margot is going to take that to her cousin who hates the, uh, her, their cousin who hates the podcast, and figure it. All out. I think they've. I think we've cracked it. Yeah, this cousin has been waiting. Yes, Margot, what do you have for me? <laughs> it's like a full business. They're behind like a giant desk. Margot comes in, flings a file. <laughs> I consulted the best boss. Here's what he said. I imagine while Margot was typing this email, the cousin was behind her, uh, rubbing her shoulders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, there it is, Margot. Yeah, well, put a put an exclamation point at the end right there. Yeah, you're fun. <laughs> uh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, I have two beautiful gifts. You've of given course. me the scotch mallows and the molasses chips. Yes. Two different types. Yes. I mean, what a thoughtful gift. And I have the costume for next year. Which, again, if you need it tailored, please let me know. <laughs> this costume's going to end up costing $1,000. <laughs> it is going to be the sharpest suit I've ever worn. <laughs> I'm going to wear it to premieres. (laughs) 
hot red carpet look. God, if you guys could see the mask, just a picture a perfectly tailored suit, and then this just kind of wonky mask on top of it, kind of flapping in the wind. <laughs> it's a your neck, your neckline just fucking out, out there in the breeze. Meanwhile, you look incredible <laughs> the food poisoning has fucking worked you to the bone the abs it are showing through has. the shirt oh beautiful lou i've had such a wonderful time this was with incredible you. thank you for being here Thanks. i'm sorry i got you a gift uh, I just thank had, you i, I had like to do it i had to do an apology that, hey well that's what hey you said no gifts and i brought one anyway i'm on my hands and knees walking out of here um <laughs> i'm sorry but it was really a delight to be here thank you thank you and listener We've made it through. I'm still alive. Hopefully I'll be alive for the next episode. That's a bad thing to say aloud. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Well, the podcast is over. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Ben Tolliday. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you here. Thought I made myself perfectly clear. You're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is presence enough And I already had too much stuff So how do you dare disobey me? Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit ExactlyRightStore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!